Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, off the edge, we're talking cornerbacks today. Uh, there's some big names that we're going to get to. Really excited about it. Cam, of course, is a former defensive player. So, you know, he's a kid in a candy store over there. Cam, yeah. how you doing, my guy? Man, I'm doing good, Jake. I mean, the cornerbacks, Jake, they're not – I don't love them as much, Jake, as I, as I love the defensive linemen because the defensive linemen, they protect me, Jake, when I was playing a linebacker. The cornerbacks, though, I, I said I don't love them as much. I lied. I, uh, I think when it comes to a cornerback – when it comes to their their skill um, as an athlete, I think there's one of the better athletes on the football field to defend someone going backwards. You try it, Jake. You try it. We'll see what happens. So a lot of respect to those these guys. I'm excited to go through this list. It's top ten, and yeah, let's let's rock and roll. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, Cam. That was my always my least favorite thing about playing like pickup football in the park. I'd hate having to cover somebody because it's Ooh. like I'm about to get put on skates. Like, I don't care how athletic I am. I can run a straight line. I could be that 2-2 Atwell over the top. Yeah. But I ain't, you know, I'm, I'm not moving around like that. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I can't stop on a dime. I'm going to tear my ACL, rip my ankle in half, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I always, I like envy those guys that could stop on a dime. But at the same time, just let them be them. Because that's not something I would ever want to do. And as a rookie, it's funny because you know, corners as rookies just get completely dogged on by like the media and whatnot. And it's like, you just do not understand like that and tight end are probably the two toughest positions to play as a rookie. Brutal. Brutal. I mean, tight end, you got to block people. You got to catch the football. Like it's a lot that goes into the tight end. It's, but the, and the cornerback, unless like you said, rookie gets, gets, you know, they get, they talk smack against them. Unless you're sauce Gardner, Jake, you you know, Sauce had to earn That's his name. what makes it so impressive. Like yeah. Sauce Gardner's going against Stefan Diggs. You know, he's going against guys like that on a consistent basis. Diggs twice a year, you know. And, and like to me, it's like you come in the NFL and there's there's no growing pains that are allowed at the cornerback spot because these games are won and lost on like three to four plays. You know what I mean? And so you don't want to be one of those, you know, plays. And I think really what it comes down to is the amount of speed that's in the league now. Everyone wanting to play wide receiver, seeing Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, et cetera, over the years and just being like, yeah, I think that looks like fun. I want to do that. You have <laughs> yeah. corners moving to the wide receiver spot because it's just it's a fun position. And so the corners that have stuck by and are like, you know what, we want to, you know, we want to put down like, I'm, I'm locking this guy down. I want to make his day miserable. I want to be the shutdown guy. I want to have my own island. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the guys that are really, I mean, they're, they're not cutting any corners, Cam. They're, they're no. really having to earn their stripes, if you will. It's the hard way, Jake. And the thing, too, I, think <clears> when, I forget who mentioned it, but they said as sports progress, it gets harder and harder for the defense. The offense is figuring out more ways to beat the defense. Guys are getting faster. Schemes are getting more complex, and it's just getting harder and harder for the defense. Even for the NFL, they want people to score, Jake, so they're making it unfair for these DBs. So these guys have a tough life, Jake. We can talk about hard-knock life. Cornerbacks have a hard-knock life, and you got guys who have been doing it for a long amount of time, like Patrick Peterson. I mean, the fact that he's still hanging on, Jake, at a high clip, it's amazing. So I'm excited to jump into this list. It's, it's going to be good. I am as well. And uh, before we get into that, Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL to golf, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games available right from your home head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action be sure to use our promo code believe to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts so cam we start with honorable mentions and i this this list is going to be uh pretty big here yeah. um you know healthy. i decided to yeah it's going to be healthy i decided to go with six seven guys um, just because I think this is another one of those positions where, you know, like linebacker, there are a few guys that I left out and it was like, all right, I think they're kind of the top 10 talent, but they just couldn't make it. This is a position where there are a ton of guys that just didn't make it. And 
You know, I, I first want to give a shout out to Tyson Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had himself kind of a bumpy road uh, as a rookie second round pick out of Georgia. And when I watched him this past year, going back, watching the tape, uh, he's just Mr. Consistent, man. You know, he's gotten so good as a cover guy on the outside, but also what he can do as a run defender. You know, I like that he can play, you know, both areas and play them effectively. And, um, you know, he, he can get better, but I think he's he's number 11 for me right outside that top 10. Uh, okay. Next up, I have Tariq Woolen. We talk about yeah. rookies, right? Woolen, you know, I think really what it comes down to is he <clears throat> is such a great story uh, coming out of uh, UTSA in the fifth round. Um, you know, I think he deserves a lot of credit at the same time. Like when I hear him and sauce Gardner, you know, there's no argument because I just don't think people understand Gardner does everything extremely well. Woolen has the picks, but Woolen is not perfect in coverage. Woolen is still a work in progress. He's just really good and he's incredible value uh, coming out of the fifth round. Um, then I had Marlon Humphrey, who this hurts me, man. I love Marlon Humphrey as a player and also just as like a personality on Twitter. The guy always made me laugh. Just like uh, he stopped tweeting a lot, but he's, he's a funny guy. Um, I think really what it comes down to you guys, you know, he's known for his run support as a corner. Uh, he's a good coverage corner. But, you know, those, what, eight forced fumbles he had a, a few years back, which was absolutely insane, might I add, um, he's not quite there anymore. It seems like he's fallen off a little bit, or maybe he's kind of stagnated, which isn't a bad thing, but guys are getting better. So he's an honorable mention. I like him to change that number. Though. Going back to Marlon, that 44, it's a little, a little nasty, Jake. I like him to change it, it up a little bit. You know, I, I liked it at first. Uh, like I was like, all right, let, let's see how it does. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. 44, mm. like the, the guy for the Cincinnati Reds, everyone is like raving about uh, Ellie De La Cruz. He's mm. wearing 44. And, uh, you know, I feel like 44 is a great baseball number. Yeah. I think 44 is a fullback number, which yeah. is a dying position in this league. Right. And so, yeah, it's it, it's a little weird, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. He, yeah, he made it work for a little bit now. I mean, he's got to get back on his horse. A.J. Terrell also. I mean, I came away last year with his tape, not this past year, but last year. Uh, like, okay, this guy might be a top five corner in the NFL, but this past year wasn't the best for him. So he fell into the honorable mention section as well as Tredavious white, the best ability is availability. And he's just not always available, uh, but he's still great and wants, you know, he definitely deserves a mention. And lastly, cam uh, to finish out my honorable mentions, DJ Reed of the New York jets for uh, 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, they both, they, you know, let him go. He goes to the Jets. He's playing opposite uh, Sauce Gardner. It didn't matter if Sauce was there or not. DJ Reed is playing good football. So I, I think he's one of the most underrated corners in the game. And so I had to make mention of him. Yeah, he's on my list, Jake, as well. I got DJ Reed and Marlon Humphrey on my list as well. Ooh. DJ Reed, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this list at all, Jake. So No, is, no, we did is, not. This is what it is. But, yeah, DJ Reed. Um, you, I think you mentioned it before when there's a as a, there's an all star on one side and like you're kind of like that shadow guy, you know, what, what do you call it, Jake? A shadow sleeper or what is it yeah. called? Yeah, shadow sleeper from shadow the draft shows. There you go. Shadow sleeper. I think DJ Reed is that shadow sleeper. I know just watching this film, he had one one interception where his body's like flat, you know what I mean? Making <laughs> these crazy, um, you know, carnival type catches. And so DJ Reed, he definitely deserves that respect as well. And you know, iron sharpens iron at the end of the day, Jake. And you got Sauce Gardner on the other side, DJ Reed on the on the other. So can they be the best tandem in, in, in the NFL? Who knows? We'll see. But they got to get past the Jerry Sneed, Jake. Uh, you know, he I have him my honorable mentions. He might he might be in your list. I'm not sure. He's a baller. Uh, you know, talk about his just talk about his gameplay coming from the Chiefs, Jake. Anyone that's playing on the Chiefs, you gotta show them respect that he's been to the Super Bowl in the past couple of years. So he has to be on one of these lists. Um, and the reason why he's not Jake is because I got some I got some boys on there. I got some boys on there, but Legarius Sneed, I love his gameplay. Um, I love the I, I have him, Jake, as like I said, can we move him to safety? Can we move him to linebacker? Just the way he blitzes. I love the way he just blitzes and gets in the backfield. And a lot of times for me, I think I said it earlier, I was like, I, I don't really I said I don't really love corners because sometimes corners don't like to tackle, Jake. 
But Legarius Sneed, he goes and he he wants to stick his nose into that football or whoever has it. So I, I like a guy like Legarius Sneed. Um, like I said, great great tackler, makes plays in the backfield. And like I said, I, I want him to line up in the boxes some, sometimes and go ahead and fill some gaps up because he's like that. Uh, and then lastly, Marlon Humphrey, the one with the linebacker number, right, number 44. Um, you know, let's – Marlon Humphrey, he can blitz as well. Um, you know, early on in his career, some of the notes I had from him was teach tape, right? You cut on his tape and his technique is great. That's one thing I think for him that's keeping him, keeping him going, Jake, is his, his technique. His productivity might not be where it used to be, but I do believe that his his technique is still solid. I think he's an anchor of that defense, essentially. You know, when I look at that Ravens defense, I'm looking at the DBs, and I'm like, hey, Marlon, he's that guy. So I got those three as my as my honorable mention. And, Jake, uh, they, don't, they don't get enough love a lot of times, so I'm glad we put them at the front of our show. They don't get the tweets. They don't, you know, they don't get all that. But I'm glad we're starting our show off with these, with these honorable mentions and these corners. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, just to, to mention it, Legereus Sneed, who you mentioned, fourth-round pick, and DJ Reed, fifth-round pick, but this guy one-ups all of them because number 10 for me is Charvarius Ward, a undrafted rookie free agent nice. who made his name with the Chiefs. Then he goes and he signs with the Niners. And this guy across the board, he is just a stout player. You know, really? he's one of the best run defending corners in football. Um, I would say it's Ramsey and then, you know, Marlon Humphrey and then maybe him. You know, I think he's he's right there. So um, he really improved in coverage. Didn't have the best year before he went to the Niners, but the Niners season, and you could say maybe that's a product of what is around him, but man, production is production, okay? I don't care how well you're playing, you know, with guys, without guys. If you're not playing well, you know, without like having guys around you, that's an argument to be made. But we shouldn't be taking away anything for guys that are succeeding when other guys are. It's the greatest show on turf thing that we've talked about before. You can't penalize Marshall Falk because his stats weren't as good as some other running backs because he also was sharing with Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and so forth. So it's the same thing there. And like for me, you know, Charvarius Ward plays for the 49ers. I get it. Like they're a top team and all that. But what if maybe we're not looking at it from the way we should be? What if he's making Bosa's life easier? What if he's making Arik Armstead's life easier? Uh, Ibukam last year. I don't feel like that's really fair how it's always like, well, Bosa's the bigger name. So clearly Bosa's making his life easier. I don't know. I think it's kind of, you know, it can go both ways. So Ward played a hell of a season last year, deserves credit. And uh, for me, he's, uh, he's number 10. Yeah, and Jake, one thing too when it comes to the defensive linemen. Jake, we talked about this on our defensive linemen segment. These guys are running four threes. We talk about Bosa and his efficiency and getting to the quarterback from A to B, that straight line. And a lot of times, Jake, Bosa's able to get there so quickly because the receiver's not open, right? Yeah. The, the first read for the quarterback is not there. And by that time, Joey Bosa has already made his first move and now is in the quarterback's lap. So it's a complimentary piece, Jake. And you think about, you go back to the Eagles where how they drafted two just dogs on the defensive line. And that's only going to help out the DBs, the Slay and, and those guys. So they, they both are complimentary. Jake, the, my number 10 is someone that we mentioned before. He got hurt last year. He's playing for the Chargers now, J.C. Jackson. Wow, what a guy. Anytime I'm looking up his stats, Jake, my man was top three. In, in, besides last year, he was hurt last year. Just mentioned that. But he was top three in interceptions for the past couple of years in 2020. 2021 and 2021 so he had nine interceptions in 2020 um, and i believe eight in 2021 so my man's a baller jake my man's a baller and like i said unfortunately he got hurt this past season but i think him going to the patriots um, and learning from bill belichick he's able to take that knowledge and go apply it at the chargers jake the Chargers will be dangerous i mean having a guy like him on the corner uh what do you call him? mr interception right and mr int on his twitter on his on his social media handle so J.C. Jackson knows how to find the football. Um, what we're going to find out here when we talk about this, Jake, a lot of times, you, you just mentioned it, wreck football, you're covering the receiver, a lot of times cornerbacks find success because they know what the route's going to be. They know, they're know they inside the, the offensive coordinator's nugget, right? They're like, okay, the offensive coordinator likes to do this on second down, second and third, right? So cornerbacks like J.C. Jackson find success 
with the football because they know what's about to happen before it happens. So hats off to him, Jake. I mean, I saw him at the Patriots and Rams game um, in 2018, I believe it was. And I, I was doing my research for the game. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, who is he? And he coming out of Maryland, right? He finished in 2018. I think he might have been, he might have gotten there after uh Diggs left. But I, I watched him. I'm like, undrafted. Undrafted. He's now, impeccable. That was stupid because he was my seventh overall corner in that draft. I really liked him. Then he goes to New England. I'm like, oh, oh, it's done. Of course. It's done. He, you know, <laughs> his fate is sealed. He's going to be yeah. good. Like, that's and, all we know. Like, it's he was just going to work with out. Gilmore. He was playing with Gilmore at the same yeah. time. So he just getting better and better and better. And like and you the said, McCourty brothers and the McCourty, man, he just yeah. has not like knowledge. So I think we talked about this with Levante, David and Devin White. Devin White was so great his first couple of first couple of years because he had a guy that can tell him where the ball was going to be before it got there. A guy like Luke Keekley who's calling it out to the stands. The fans know where the football is going to go. So if J.C. Jackson's playing at the Patriots with Gilmore and the McCourty twins, he's cooking. He's cooking. He's just going to eat all day. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. I actually kind of forgot about him. Um, yes. He would have been in my honorable mentions if if I you know remembered. I don't think he would have made my top 10, but very, very close. And I think this year he can definitely put himself back on the map. Um, number nine, I have a guy that is coming from uh, one of your teams that you played for, Jamel Dean. When you yeah. look at the, the best, I mean, aside from Jalen Ramsey, okay, like, who would you say is, like, the best tackling uh, corner? I'd probably say Jamel Dean. Mm. And, mm. you know, I kind of I looked at him and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think he has a chance to, as long as he continues to build himself up out of Auburn, you know, coming out of the draft, I mean, he's got the tackling ability, the, you know, the run uh, defense ability. And I think really what it comes down to with Dean is that you just want to see him as a cover guy just evolve. And I think, you know, iron sharpens iron. We talk about that all the time, going against Godwin, going against Mike Evans, guys like that in practice uh, will make his life easier. And it has made his life easier. And so I think he's pushed his way into the top 10. I really do. Okay. Yeah. And he's playing across from Carlton Davis, right? Who he played with that Auburn as well. And so I believe the, the, the Buccaneers signed him back again. So it's really cool to see him uh, back in the saddle. And he's one of the one of the leaders of that defense. He was a part of that Super Bowl team as well. So you got you got to tip your cap off to, to Jamil Dean. Um, I know he likes to dye his hair blonde a little bit, but um, one person, Jake, that I want to put on this list that I, I don't want to disrespect because, like I said, I did it to DeAndre Hopkins and I won't do it again. Patrick Peterson's my number nine. I knew that's where you were going. How did you know that, Jake? How did that, you know that? I actually didn't put him in my honorable mentions because I assumed that you would mention him. Him being in your top 10 also makes sense because he had a little bit of a drop-off season. Um, and then, you know, I think that, you know, this past year, right? So he had a drop-off season, I guess, two years ago now. Uh, and then this past year, he really was one of the best corners in the league again. He just signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it, it'll be, you know, interesting, um, you know, what happens there with guys like TJ Watt and, uh, you know, Alex Highsmith, two guys that made my list, one guy that made yours uh, for the edge spot. Um, just that defense, you know, with Minka at the top of it. I really like that for him. Um, and I'm sure he really likes that because, you know, you could argue he was a top 10 corner last year and you could argue he was the top five corner last year. Um, I, I preferred other guys and I know he's getting older, but, and cause this is going into 2023, but yeah, no, I absolutely, I absolutely hear you um, in, me, in mentioning let me, him. Let me jump, let me jump in on that too, Jake. Um, you know, He's a Hall of Famer. Let's just full stop. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Playing cornerback. And like you said, I think this past year, I think he's had one of his better years. Um, he tied for second interceptions with with five of them. So that goes to show he's it was a down year for interceptions in the league, man. I just thought yeah. about that. that <laughs> hey, that means quarterbacks are protecting that football. That's what that means, right? And all yeah. they're, they're preparing, they're making sure that they're having <laughs> that ball security because at the end of the day, Jake, turnovers determine ball games. We always talk about this. The turnover margin determines football games and quarterbacks have to protect the football or the team's going to lose. So, um, you know, with those five interceptions, that's really impressive. And like I said, he's he's a Hall of Famer. You think he's slowing down a little bit. Um, you think he's a dinosaur. No, he's not. He's about to he's he's going to go to the Steelers. He's going to 
He's going to uh, link up with Joey Porter Jr., and he's going to teach him the ropes, Jake. And I really love that move by, by Tomlin, getting him, getting this veteran over there who got drafted in 2011, Jake. So we talk about some of these, these, um, these dinosaurs in the NFL. Like we're seeing 2012, 2013. This guy got drafted in 2011. That's when I graduated high school. So the fact that he's still playing, that's insane. And so going to the Steelers, that means he's going to the playoffs, right? The Steelers have been to the playoffs pretty much every year that Tom has been the head coach. So Patrick Peterson, like I said, walking Hall of Famer, and I had to put him on this list. I, I got to respect his name. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot last year to to justify that. Number eight for me is a guy that really – I think he got better as a pure cover guy, lost his interceptions. I still think he's overrated, but he I kept him on the top 10 list. Uh, it's Trayvon Diggs. Um, you know, I, yeah, there, there, there are some people that say he's the number one corner in the league, and I just have to chuckle at that because there are, there are things I like about his game, and he went from an underrated rookie for me, a guy that I really liked coming out of Bama, to a guy that was like, man, did he get overrated to the point where it was like, it was almost not even like, it wasn't even fair to him because yeah. you're saying he's better than, you know, people were literally saying he's better than Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, he doesn't play the run like Ramsey. You know, you could say, okay, he gets more interceptions. Ramsey, his cover ability is literally like he annihilates one side of the field entirely. Like mm -hmm. you can take a receiver out of the game with digs. It's like anybody can score on digs, you know, because he takes risks and you can look at like Marcus Peters. He's still in the league. He's still kicking, but is he see like an upper echelon corner anymore? No. And I think those, mm -hmm. those risk takers we see, they have their moment in the sun and then they kind of fall out a little bit. And so it's really up for Trayvon to develop as a pure cover corner or he's going to be like a Marcus Peters who's good people know his name but isn't top 10 and another one Janoris Jenkins who you know Jack Rabbit when he was with the Rams I mean he looked yeah. like he was going to be something special and um, his career didn't really turn out to be like what we could have expected based on what he looked like you know and yeah. so I think it's an important thing to mention I think coverability is a big deal and I don't think I think Diggs is a good tackler, to be honest with you. I, I do. But just overall, like playing the run, I don't think he is as efficient as like a Jalen Ramsey, a Jamel Dean, guys like that. Yeah, I mean, you go back to Jack Rabbit, Jay. I got to play with Jack Rabbit. Couldn't understand a damn word he said, but <laughs> that boy can ball, Jake. He can ball, and I do believe maybe, you know, outside factors maybe played a role in that. I know he had some trouble when he's at the Giants and everything like that, so – who knows? Who knows what happens? You know, little things can happen that can take your career a different way. Um, not saying it was like a John Morant thing, right? You know, John Morant, he's yeah. out here wilding. But, if, you know, George Jenkins ran into some trouble in a couple of times in his career, and who knows how that took a toll on his life and what that looks like. But now he's creating music. He's an artist. He's doing his thing. So My man knows time. everybody. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know, I, already, I played with him, so I got I to gotta show love to my guys, Jake. But going back to Trayvon Diggs, I somewhat know him as well. I think I might have told you, but I trained. So Ryan Smith, who I played with at the Buccaneers, he's from D.C. So I'm going to go train with Ryan in D.C. And Stephon and Trayvon Diggs happen to just be training with him as well. So I'm like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, let's let's see what these guys are about, Jake. And so I'm we're so the way we go work out, Jake, is they warm up by playing basketball. Go ahead, shoot some hoops, just get get some competition going, run around a little bit, get your body warm, Jake. This dude. Trayvon Diggs is doing he's dunking he's shooting from half court him like these guys these guys are next level athletes and one thing I want to call out you mentioned you feel like he's going to peter out I think there's power and accountability I think when it comes to um, Stefan I think he's going to keep him accountable Jake I don't think he's going to let Trayvon drop off because you think about in 2021 my man had 11 interceptions so you know, he had that kind of spark that we're seeing from Michael Parsons. I think Michael Parsons definitely is more consistent when it comes to his productivity and being number one at his position. But Trayvon Diggs, um, super athletic. And like I said, he's – or like we've been talking about this before, but these cornerbacks act like receivers. Trayvon Diggs covers his – I don't know if people have been seeing on Twitter, him and his brother doing those backyard drills where they're on the concrete, you know, playing one-on-one. -on -one. And like I said, iron sharpens iron. And Trayvon Diggs, when that ball's in the air, 
he acts like he's Stefan Diggs and he's on the defense. So um, the fact that he has a uh, Gilmore on the other side of him, I think he's going to get even better, Jake. I don't think he's going to drop off. I know you said like Marcus Peters, but I, I don't see that for him. I see too much greatness in him. And also, yeah, no. too, and Marcus Peters' personality, Jake, Marcus Peters' personality kind of got him in and out of situations. And I don't I don't see that for Diggs. You know, his son is cute. I mean, he's the league loves him. So <clears throat> I see him kind of – I kind of see him taking on a Patrick Peterson, you know, career. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, Jake. That's but, what I think he needs to do because yeah. I think Patrick Peterson was all about – game breaking explosiveness sexy let's blow up the game let's be that you know prime time Deion sanders type of player and like that's the thing like prime time today like he can't tackle so i mean it it wouldn't look great right but look like no disrespect to Deion, he's you know one of the greatest of all time at the position the point is that I think tackling now when you have like a pro football focus you have access to all 22 i think even like some a little bit higher than casual fans are starting to take notice. And it's not that say Trayvon Diggs isn't tackling, but I think just like the other guys are just better in run support. The other guys are better coverage guys. I mean, we have the technology now to literally pinpoint in on one, one V ones, whereas back in the day, we didn't really have that. So maybe there are guys that get, you know, high praise. I'm not saying any names, but maybe there are guys that get high praise and didn't really deserve it. I will say, Lester Hayes doesn't get the high praise. The dude should be a Hall of Famer, and he's not. I don't know why, but that's mm. neither here nor there. <clears throat> yeah, neither here nor there. But like I said, though, Trayvon, I think he's going to do well. He might be a little bit overrated, like you said. He's playing for the Cowboys, the number one sports team in the in the world, essentially, or highest grossing team in the world. So it's going to happen. But yeah. I, I wish the best for him. Wish the best for him. Yeah, no. <clears throat> this, this is uh, – we, we support the players, so I may think he's overrated, but it's, it's kind of the whole thing with the linebacker piece with uh, Dre Greenlaw last episode. Like, I acknowledged his on-the-field, like, after, late, you know, late whistle hits and whatnot, but I also acknowledged, like, the good stuff he did off-field. Yeah, so, we, we got to talk about know. both, Jake. We gotta, we're got we here to, you know, yeah. share the news and share our opinion, and, hey, not everyone is peaches and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, this next guy uh, – wait, did you already – Go. Yep. Yep. I went Trayvon Diggs for mine. That, we, uh, both, we, oh, we both had him at eight. Okay. We had the same one. We had the How same about one. that? Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Number seven is a guy that, well, when you go and you Google him on uh, Google images, you're going to see him coming down with a historical interception to pretty much end the Super Bowl. Um, and that was Super Bowl 53 against the Rams, of course, as you know. Um, and it's sad, but, I mean, this is what he is. You know, this is a guy that's a closer. You know, he comes in. I'm not going to say he's Mariano Rivera, but he's pretty darn good. And when you got that size and you got that physicality and just his, uh, you know, his IQ as a football player, um, there's – not a shock that, you know, the Cowboys went out and grabbed this guy and, and we're like, you know, what? we're going to put him next to Trayvon Diggs. So yeah, yeah. I have uh Stefan Gilmore at number seven, and I think he could be higher and maybe it's unfair for him to be this low, but I, I think, you know, him being in the top 10, I think is definitely fair. I think if anyone were to argue that this is pretty much where he stands right now. Um, he's still one of the top cover corners in the NFL and I, I don't see that changing this year. So going into 2023, he's seven for me. Yeah, no, Jake, he's, he's not far from me on the list either, Jake. He's, he's been, he's a baller. At the end of the day, like you mentioned, playing for the Patriots, getting that understanding. He, he is him at the end of the day, whenever a receiver is lined up, the best receivers lined up, he's going to cover him, right? When I, I'm not sure how that's going to go with Trayvon or what that's going to look like, but usually Gilmore is a guy to cover him that covers him. But, I'm going to talk about another person that is going to cover every best wide receiver on the team, and that's Marshawn Lattimore. Jake, I got him at, at number seven for me. Um, Lattimore, I've seen him up close against Mike Evans specifically. Jake, right? you see a lot of times when Mike Evans is fighting somebody, he's always fighting Lattimore. I think he's his kryptonite, Jake. He might be. He might be He might be Mike Evans' kryptonite. Um, just the way he plays ball, he talks, he talks his shit. And that's one thing about these corners that I really like is they talk smack. And you have to, at that position, you're, you're backpedaling and covering somebody. So whenever you get a win, you got to celebrate. And he does that. Marshawn Lattimore coming out of Ohio State. And, Jake, when you look at his stats, you look at his numbers, you think about interceptions, like, okay, you want those to kind of be higher a little bit. You know, he only has like two to three interceptions kind of in the past couple of years. 
he's locked down, my guy. Like it might it, it might be not be many interceptions because he's probably either batting it down, the ball's going over the receiver's head or whatever that is. And so um I, I really like Lattimore. Like I said, if I were to build build a team, I don't know if he's gonna start for me at corner, but he's definitely probably coming off the bench. I might throw him at nickel, but he he's a dog, Jake. I've seen him live going up against these big receivers, like I said, like Mike Evans and, and just shutting them down, man, putting clamps on them. So um, I, I got Lattimore right there at my number at my number seven. Yeah. Um, I think Lattimore's a good player. Um, you know, I he didn't he didn't make my list, but you know, he's definitely it's funny how many names we talk about. You know, I think it's really like, hey, what's your flavor? You know, like you, yeah, you kind of yeah. have you kind of have your pick of the litter here. Number uh six for me uh is coming from the NFC champion Eagles, and it is James Bradbury. And honestly, this could go either or. I got James Brad- Bradbury at six. I got Darius Slay at five. Um, yeah. You know, I, I could argue on like maybe tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I think James Bradbury is better today than Darius Slay. And then maybe yeah. the next day is Darius Slay. Well, today it's Darius Slay at five and Bradbury at six. And, um, you know, I think Bradbury, what's really interesting to him is he came to a career crossroads where it was like, you know, either kill or be killed. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think when you, you look at what he's done, you know, especially going into this year, you know, I think it was really impressive the way he elevated his game. Um, you saw with the giants, it was like his rookie year at Carolina, really intriguing. Right. Um, mind you, you know, this is somebody that was drafted in the second round out of Samford. So, you, you know, not, not a huge school, um, right. but drafted out of Samford, you know, he has a good rookie season doesn't really do anything on the level of his rookie season after that goes to the giants. You see some good things the first year with the giants, the second year, not so much. And then this past year, I think with the Eagles, he kind of just rounded out, um, you know, his, his career, his play style, his, his overall game. And so that's why he's at six. And then I'll say number five, cause I already mentioned him uh, with slay. You know, I just think Darius slay, he's kind of the opposite of that. Um, right now, Bradbury is potentially better, but I think the body of work matters. And I think Darius Slay is is less about, oh yeah, he's been good, you know, a few years. No, he's literally been a consistent dominant corner since he came to the league, you know, in, in 2013. And, you know, he might not have played that much in 2013, but you saw the makings of it. And then immediately 2014, 15, 16, uh, with the lions, you know, this is somebody that I think, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, I think he has a shot at the hall of fame. I do. Um, I think he's fantastic. And I also think people forget he's only 32. I understand corners like fall off, but if he keeps playing at this level, hall of fame is going to be a shoe in. Like I know yeah. right now we're kind of like, eh, you know, he might be, you know, Hey, maybe if he gets over the hump, wins another, you know, he wins a ring uh, in Philly, maybe that changes everything. Right. I, I don't know, but um, you know, I, I will say that, you know, he was in Detroit when Philly won their last Super Bowl, So he doesn't have that ring, but um, you know, what he's been able to do coming out of Mississippi state. Uh, I think he's, he's had a very impressive career at the very least. He's in the hall of very good. <laughs> Even Hall of Very Good Jake. I got him on my list too, but I won't I won't say it right now because he's a little bit higher up. That's how good I think he is. Um, but right now, number six, I got Stefan Gilmore. We talked about him. Talk about a dinosaur. Now we talk about Patrick Peterson being a dinosaur. I got Gilmore as a dinosaur, Jake. I mean, he he drafted in 2012, right? Coming out of South Carolina. When you look at Stefan Gilmore, you hear him talk. I call him Mr. Smooth. I mean, my man, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm out here covering, locking people down, you know, whatever, whatever, la, la, la. Like, he <laughs> The just, opposite of Jenkins. <laughs> the opposite of Janoris Jenkins. You call it Jack Rabbit. You can't hear Jack shit what he's saying. So, uh, <laughs> no, Stefan Gilmore, though, Jake, um, he, mm. he's, a, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. I think we've already talked about him, you know, well enough. I think he had some of his best – his best uh, stats, his best uh, season, I think, in 2019, 2018, when against the against the Rams at that Super Bowl, he has a championship. So he he's an impressive guy, um, and he's only going to make those that Cowboy team that much better, right? He's going to make them that much better. Tray, Trayvon Diggs, he's going to be a mentor for him. I'm not I'm not sure how much longer he has in the NFL. I'm not sure what that looks like. Same thing for Patrick Peterson. So it's cool to see the NFL respect these dinosaurs, Jake, and say, hey. Oh, head, come, go, come on and teach this young bull so we can make sure that this game is taken care of. 
And I like that. And then, Jake, I'm going to go up to my number five really quick. I know you went up to your number five. I'm going to go Jair Alexander. That's that's a guy I love. We're we're get, we're going to get to him on my list. But, yes, talk about Jair. Yeah, Jair, man. I mean, you talk about heat check, Jake. You talk about big cash. Um, he's one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the league. You know, we think about um, who was the best player in the NFL, who are the, the best players. Well, you just go to the money line. You just go see what the contract is looking like. And he's one of, he's one of the top paid um, cornerbacks. He's number one with 21 mil. Right, the Green Bay Packers doubled down on him. I'm sure he sharpened his his skills um, and practice with Aaron Rodgers all those years. Um, he's a baller. When, you, when Jake, one of the things that I have for him, clamps. Like I just think of him, and I think clamps. You, um, he was second in interceptions this year um, with five. Like you said, uh, not many footballs being being intercepted, but um, he is super impressive. You think about the body of work that he has. Uh, like I said, he's just he just talking smack and making big plays. Justin Jefferson put the clamps on him. Um, whoever, name a receiver. Jair Alexander, I'm going to definitely sign him up. I think we talked about um, making the team and who you're going to put on that team. Of cornerbacks, he will be on my team for sure because I like the way he talks smack. And he'll go on live television and talk crazy. He doesn't care because he's paid. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, Jair is, is just fantastic. Perfect segue into my number four. Um he was number two for me for a while. And then sauce Gardner and Pat Sertain came in the league. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, look, Jair Alexander is one of my all time favorite corners coming out of any draft that I've evaluated. Um, I remember how many people were sleeping on this guy cause he had injury concerns. Um, and you know, I just, I watched him at Louisville and I'm like, this guy mirrors better than anybody I've seen coming out. Like, I really feel like when it's all said and done, all of the guys that I've, uh, so far scouted at the, the corner position. I didn't know if Ramsey was going to play corner safety, keep in mind. So to me, Jair Alexander is the best corner I've ever scouted, like through and through. And, and I've started uh, 2015 might be a little generous as far as really getting into it, watching all the tape, but I started in 2016. I think that's fair to say. And um, you know, that that's a decent margin. I mean, that's almost a decade, right? So, you know, you look at what Jair's done and I think the thing that is amazing is he is so explosive. Um, He ran a four, three. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm. And this is a guy that, they were like, oh, I don't like his hamstrings. Then the guy goes out and runs a 4-3 coming off the hamstring. And you're like, come on. So, look, you know, gets <clears throat> drafted 18th overall, absolute steal. And really, since he's entered the league, you talk about him being clamps. The moment I knew that I was right about Jair Alexander, because I got into a little bit of an argument with my Packers friend uh, who was saying, no, no, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson. Funny story, they end up getting both. Uh, but one's <laughs> killing it, and the other one, I don't know what team he's on. That's not the point. Anyway, the point is, I was so sure of myself that I had nailed this. And when I saw the Rams play Green Bay his rookie year, I was like, this guy seeing it in person, being at the Coliseum, this guy's a monster. He was giving Robert Woods the business. He was giving all those guys. And I just think his ability to play in the slot, play on the outside, you know, he just he mirrors so well. It's hard to really get by him. And, you know, what you have in him is a guy that's an equalizer to a guy that moves as quickly as he does in Justin Jefferson. And I think that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, equalizer. Call him that. That That's what he is. Um, super impressive with Jair. And then, Jake, someone else that I want to talk about, you mentioned Patrick Sartain the second. He's, he's shaping up to be, uh, you know, when it comes to the Broncos and better than his father, <laughs> better than Papa, you know, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't see that one coming, but yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's daggone impressive. Jake, just some of the numbers that he's putting up um, on the Broncos, right? The Broncos are struggling. You talk about this, like if you're on a bad team, like, can you still produce? Like, what does that look like? I know in 2021, he had four interceptions, which is really cool. Um, he's getting targeted a lot. So people are throwing the football at him, you know, thinking that he's not going to make a play on the ball, but he is. Um, his interceptions dropped a little bit this past year, but clearly they weren't doing too good. So I don't know how motivated he was, but some of the notes I have for him, Jake, big swag. I love I love his swagger, his demeanor. Um, he never seems to really get out of his frame. A lot of times when he covers, like he's always kind of, his feet are always underneath him. He's never really out of position. 
another note I have for him is he always gets the ball out. He does not always, but he does a good job of getting the ball out, punching at the football, um, you know, causing deflections, intercepting the football as well. And then um, one other thing I got from him too is he does a great job of baiting the quarterback. A lot of times that, that cover two, we talk about that at Honey Hole. Um, he's acting like he's covering that flat route that's is hitting the sideline, but the quarterback's really trying to get the ball over top. And he 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 does a great job of act like he's biting on it and then goes back and gets the interception. So Patrick Sertain, um, the second, hopefully Sean Payton gets turned that thing around, Jake, because if if he can if he, if they can win, he can continue to stay on the top of this list if he stays healthy. So I got Patrick Sertain, Jake, as my number four. And you're killing it with the segues because I got Patrick Sertain the second as my number three. Nice. Uh, first off, I do have to say his pops was very good. So I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shade. Three-time Pro Bowler, uh, you know, an All-Pro in his own right. I just think what we're seeing with uh, Patrick Sertain Jr. is or Patrick Sertain the second is that you know this. Pop did the right thing. You know, he clearly, you know, had this guy ready to go. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I think, you know, when you look at, you know, those dolphins teams, when, you know, certain played with like a Brock Marion in the secondary and Sam Madison pro bowl talents, um, you know, I do think you see that with certain certain still has guys like that, you know, in the back end, you know, with Justin Simmons, but he doesn't have a guy in my opinion, like Sam Madison on the, the other side of him again, we started this show not taking anything away. If you, if you, you know, talent is talent, production's production. It doesn't matter who you play with. But we did also say it makes it a little bit more impressive, you know, when you're not playing with another, you know, running mate. And so, you know, you got Trayvon Diggs this upcoming season going to play with Stefan Gilmore. And it's nothing against the Broncos, but they don't have another top 10 based on our list. They don't have another top 10 uh, corner playing alongside Patrick Sertain. And so, you know, I think he's already uh, tied his pops uh, with an all pro. He's two pro bowls away from tying uh, his father and his father was a great player. This guy, six interceptions the last two seasons. Um, you know, he, he's a playmaker, but he's also a guy that just shuts you down, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing is that while we do like fireworks, we like flashy plays and whatnot, we also like consistency and I don't have to worry, you know, if Devonte Adams is on the outside, I got Patrick Sertain the second Devonte is going to win his matchups, but Patrick Sertain is going to win his. And so, yeah. you know, and that's important because in that AFC, uh, you know, division. I mean, you're talking about Devonte twice a year. You're talking about Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, or now, uh, you know, the kid out of TCU, Quentin Johnston. And you have a guy like certain who you have for the long haul. This is probably one of the, if you were going to start like a fantasy draft on Madden, he's probably going in the top 32 of players mm. period. He's one of the, the guys that you want to start your team and build around. Yeah, and he's he's great in the community too, Jake. Uh, there's one thing he's up for man of the year as well. So great on the field, great off the field. I'm here in Hall of Fame. Uh, hello, hey, you know what I mean? Like that's that's good stuff. Another person, Jake, you talked about a Hall of Famer as well, possibly Darius Slay. He's my number three. And the reason why I put him at number three, I mean, I moved him up is because my man went to the Super Bowl. Uh, my man went to the Super Bowl. He, he got beat a little bit right in the red zone. You know that play where you know that that zip play and you know oh, miscommunication. Yeah. Everybody gets got, Jake, but one thing about Darius Slay, he's going to get his. He's going to get his. I know that. He's one of the top top paid quarterbacks. When you talk about the best, you see who's getting paid the most. He is one of them. He's getting paid a lot of money. So um, he, um, I know he almost he almost left the Eagles, right? He said he was like a couple days or maybe a couple hours away from like not signing back with them and going somewhere else. So thank that was God. weird. <laughs> yeah, super weird. But thank God that the Eagles got their, their stuff right, Jake, and, and got him back on that football team. Um, He's a captain, Jake. I think one thing we can't overlook that as a cornerback, you're a captain of your football team. Like that means you shutting people down on the outside, and that means too that you're, you're demanding attention in the room. And I want to say this too, Jake. A lot of times with cornerbacks, you think about Deion Sanders, you think about the flashy me, 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 I, I, I. And for a cornerback to get a captain role, that means he's saying we, we, we. Like <laughs> not like he's French, but. Um, he, <laughs> he is, you know, he is a, a team player. He's a team player. So um, the fact that he's able to command a locker room, command a community, and then also command attention on the football field, that's that's damn impressive, Jake. I think we've already, we've already read out his numbers. I know interceptions. He was third this year. Um, had, oh, sorry, ninth with ninth with three interceptions uh, last year. Had three. He was eleventh overall. 
we're not seeing a lot of interceptions here, Jay, because he's shutting people down. We talked about that. These interceptions don't mean like, hey, oh, he's balling out or he's not. It's because the ball is either going over his head, is being deflected, or is being thrown somewhere else. And so Slay, he's someone to to reckon with. He's Jake, he, and also too, I think about this. Okay, he's six feet tall, so he's a, he's he's a decent size. He's the, and for some reason on film, he kind of looks like he's a little bit smaller, right? I think he's like five eight, five nine. But I think the his bend, I think his bend, his explosiveness, it, he's more compact, right? He plays more compact, and it's it's able to it, it shows in his productivity. So I got him at my number three. No, I I agree, and I mean we we talked about Darius Slay a lot, so we're moving on to two and one, and I'm gonna just say this right now, I'm going to have a retraction of what I said about oh. Jair. I love Jair, but it's actually this guy, Sauce Gardner. I was just looking through real quick, and I gave him the highest grade of any corner I've ever given, any defensive back I've ever given, and he's Ooh. my third highest grade. Period. Uh, Sauce Gardner, a mod gardener, whatever you want to call him, is really, really darn good at football. And when he got drafted by the Jets, um, you know, there was just kind of a, a little bit of a a signal like, hey, you know, this this is where we're we're going to start. We're going to start really making a move here. And sure enough, you know, it was like day one. The, the speed of the game wasn't too much for him. Big six foot three guy out of Cincinnati. Big reason why Cincinnati uh, was as good as they were. Um, you know, and that team had a bunch of guys, but he just phenomenal player. And, you know, just the one thing I will say is that he is not number one. He's number two. He can be number one. But I think when you look at the one area of his game, he needs to improve in is just as a run defender. Um, Mm -hmm. he is probably the best cover guy in the league. Now I think he might be better than Jalen Ramsey period, Mm. but Jalen Ramsey's number one for me Mm -hmm. because Jalen Ramsey, I get everything. I don't just walk into the grocery store and I'm only able to get milk. I'm able to get my milk. I'm able to get my eggs, my cereal. I'm able to get meat. I'm able to get veggies. You know, that's like Jalen Ramsey is the five course meal, essentially, is what I'm getting at. Because Jalen Ramsey can rush the passer. Jalen Ramsey can uh, defend the run. Jalen Ramsey's a fantastic tackler. He takes on that role like he's a linebacker. We've seen it in person. Those jarring hits to, you know, guys like, you know, C.D. Lamb or the, the really the one that went viral on Golden Tate where he oh, just yeah. took him up his, and he turned into Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Tur- he turned into Goldberg or Edge, whatever WWE wrestler you want to. I mean, that's what he did. So Jalen Ramsey is number one still. He may not be the best cover corner anymore because I think Sauce is probably the best at this point uh, by a little bit. But Jalen is the number one corner in the league because he does everything well. He is a leader on the field. That's the thing. He led that that secondary unit for the Rams. Um, he didn't miss a game last year, despite that team wasn't very good, didn't take any plays off. And there are some legends out there at that same position that get way more credit than he does. They don't get flamed on a consistent basis like he does. And this guy is not the guy to get disrespected because he's the one that has ownership about every single aspect of the cornerback position. That's not a guy that you should be flaming because he got burned on one play. We're still bringing up the the Darnell Mooney double move that didn't even result into anything. That's not a guy that you should be you know, you know, fooling around with. This is a guy when it's all said and done, he does everything. And there are not many corners at a position that you said corners don't tackle for the most part. This is a guy that made it his mission to tackle, to rush the passer and be the best damn player at everything. And so he deserves praise for that. I like that, Jake. And, you know, you just mentioned it. Um, I had Jalen as my number two, Jake, and I had Sauce as my number one. The reason why I had Jalen as my number two the Rams went through it last year. We saw it firsthand. You talk about sometimes he's out of coverage, he's out of place, and I, that's why I put him at number two because Sauce was perfect at that. Um, and you mentioned Jalen Ramsey being a captain, being a leader. You're, you're flat out right about that. He he leads the NFL, not only just his football team, but he leads the NFL. And just to see what he's done with the, the, the community of L.A., I think he was in an interview with the Miami Dolphins, and they were like, is this the best group that you ever worked with? He was like, yeah, but I want to disrespect my guys in L.A. And so – in saying that, 
Um, I want to say an honorable mention before the show ends, Xavier Howard, Jake. He was leading the league in interceptions. I can't believe we did not say anything about him, but Xavier Howard, honorable mention, but I got Jalen number two and Sauston number one. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I think we're in a position at the cornerback spot where you look at Sauce and Jalen, and I mean, those are your top two, you know, in in whatever order. And I think after that, you could have 60 different combinations for your top 10. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you can run what you want all corners on the, you know, have the corners play defensive back or safety, whatever. But like, yeah, he's, they're, they're the two guys that I would pick if I would create a team. Yeah, and I just think, you know, when people discredit Jalen and have him outside, like, say, the top five, and and I've seen that on some lists, my thing is I don't think you understand what he does. And I get that. Like, okay, like, you just don't – you're ignorant to what he does because what he did with the – Yeah, because, I mean, what he he did with the Rams and what he's going to do with the Dolphins uh, with Fangio, keep in mind he's going from – the Vic Fangio scheme to literally playing under Vic Fangio. So that's, that's an exciting, uh, you know, thing here, uh, prospect and people forget like this guy played the, what we call the where's Waldo role because he's all over the place. He's playing corner. He's playing a boundary corner, nickel corner, safety linebacker. Yeah. And he's still maintaining his level of excellence. And it just goes to show you, you know, just how incredible he is. Uh, another guy that's incredible. And we're going to give a special happy birthday to, sorry, it's another Ram. Sorry. Uh, the, the, the best, I, I go with the best guys, uh, you know, for their happy birthday shout out, at least the first round of this. And uh, it's Cooper cup. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he turned 30 today. Uh, right. so he is, he's insane. I mean, he had the greatest season for a wide receiver. If you, you know, are going to combine postseason, no Triple one is round. ever, yeah. I don't know if anybody's going to break that. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, the 2,400 yards, 22 touchdowns, or, I mean, that's just insane. That's um, 46 touchdowns for his career, almost 7,000 yards, 508 receptions, in only 80 games. Keep in mind, he missed all of 2019 for the most part uh, with a torn ACL. So um, happy birthday to Cooper Cup. Hopefully there's eight more seasons like the one that you just had uh, two years ago. But uh, if there's not, then that's totally okay because I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer despite the fact there's a giant log jam at the receiver position. Torrey Holt still hasn't made it. And I don't know. They just abuse that position when it comes to the Hall of Fame voting. But this guy will make the Hall of Fame. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, he will, man. That is you talk about humility at a, at that position. He has it. I mean, he's the he's the one, Jake. He's the one I think you got to give credit to Robert Woods for developing him, Jake, because I don't know if he's the receiver that he is if it weren't for Robert Woods and also for Sean McVay. So Cooper Cup, happy birthday, my man. And Aaron Donald. I mean, seeing that being around that guy makes you want to work harder. Cooper Cup, he feels like a one of one on the offensive side of the ball. Donald feels like a one of one on the defensive side of the ball and just football in general uh, and sports in general, honestly, just the level he works. I mean, I've never seen anything like some of the stuff he does uh, working with knives and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so right. that's going to do it. Uh, fun episode. We move on. We're going to continue on with this series next week. We're going to wrap it up with the safety position. And uh, there are some really good safeties, uh, just like they're really good corners. There are a lot of safeties. So tune in for that one. Be sure to follow at Cameron Lynch 50 on Twitter at JK Bogan on Twitter and the show at off the edge show on Twitter. Like subscribe, comment, rate, review. If you enjoyed this and go tell somebody until next time, guys, you take care and we'll see you guys soon. Later folks.